few minutes with the emphasis on few. I'm just going to try and add to uh, the songs and music that's already been given this morning. Uh, we've still got a little bit of the service afterwards and of course teas and coffees and many mince pies downstairs. So please stay with us. I was thinking that six years ago we had the joy of being in Australia because at that time our oldest daughter lived in Melbourne and uh, she was graduating uh, from a degree course that she'd done. We had the joy of being at that service and also spending Christmas Day in Australia. We'd always wondered what it was like to spend Christmas enjoying turkey and trimmings but in t-shirt and shorts. I never thought that I was going to find out that I was going to have that experience in the UK also uh, this year with this incredible weather that we're all enjoying the journey. One of the phrases that Jesus often used in what we call the good news books of the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, is summed up in his call to Philip. It's found in John chapter 1 and verse 43 and he simply says, follow me. It was an invitation to begin not only a journey but the journey. The word journey is defined as moving from one place to another, or a course travelled, or a passage or process. Uh, The word journey can be expressed in numbers of ways. I'm going to give you three this morning. Firstly, it can be expressed figuratively to describe someone's progress in life or achievements. For example, Louisa Johnson last week became the most recent winner of the X Factor, the youngest ever at 17. She's been on a journey and then there's footballer Jamie Vardy just a few years ago he was playing for Stocksbridge Park Steels for about 80 quid a week a team near Sheffield now he's a record-breaking Premier League scorer he's been on a journey what about John Boyega grew up in gritty South London in the area of Peckham Del Boy country but now one of the leading stars in the latest Star Wars blockbuster he's been on quite a journey And it may be like these people that your journey aspires to fame or wealth or stardom or riches. With respect to the examples I've just mentioned, I think God's trying to help us to realize this morning there's actually more to life than that. Then what about the journey literally? I love reading about journeys of the past. I'm inspired by history, not defined by it because I think it, Rightly appropriated takes us into the future. And so Marco Polo, a great Italian merchant of the 12th, 13th century, who left Italy and his home nation of Europe to travel to China and Asia. Not the first person to do it, but certainly the first person to record his journeys. It inspired people like Christopher Columbus, who travelled the Atlantic Ocean over four times and became known as the man who discovered America. He once wrote, following the light of the sun, we left the old world. And then 18th century uh, traveler and pioneer, Captain James Cook, his journeys, his travels to the southern seas, the southern oceans, opened up for us great nations like Australia and New Zealand and the southern islands. These men and women were often accused of great folly and foolishness. People literally believed that they were going to sail off the end of the earth into the deepest abyss, never to be seen again. Of course, these journeys defined for us that the world wasn't flat like most people thought, but spherical. And uh, if you kept going, you came back to the original place 
that you started. This December week in 1903, Orville and Wilbur Wright made their first ever successful air flight. It lasted 12 seconds and took them 120 feet. But they were the pioneers of aviation and it's estimated that today, at any one time, there are 10 million people travelling somewhere in the air across the globe. And of course, this week, we've looked on with pride at our great British astronaut, Major Tim Peake, who took off somewhere from the middle of Kazakhstan to the International Space Station and to spend six months there in work and experiment. What a joy to see his little boy waving, off, waving him off and saying, I want to go as well. He's going to have to do without his daddy this Christmas day. The space station travels at speeds of 17,500 miles an hour, 243 miles above Earth. What a journey. A journey, figuratively, a journey literally that's inspired so many people to transverse this world. I don't know whether you saw Major Peak just this week, uh, right at Friday, Saturday, saying that as he looked behind him, all he could see was the darkness of space and the world seemed so small in the light of that. Isn't it amazing that we live in this world and that our Christmas message is that God comes to us and loves us and wants a relationship with us. Thirdly, a journey spiritually. What do I mean by that? Well, a recognition that there's something within us that was placed there by God and made by him that can only be satisfied By the living creator. And here's the truth friends. Our journey today begins because of his journey. It began in the eons of time before the foundations of the world. Where God looked upon the purposes of man and created him. He also gave him the gift of free will. And man turned away. God gave man another chance and said you know what I'll create a time of the law. I wonder if somebody could completely fulfill the law and so know me. And of course, everybody failed. And so we come to the rescue plan. It's what we sometimes call in church salvation. That's literally what the word means, to be saved or to be rescued. And the word Jesus simply means saviour or the Lord is salvation. That name that was given to Jesus, embodies his purpose for coming to the earth. Of course, Jesus could have come with the Lord of hosts and an angelic battering and holy blasts and smashed everybody to smithereens. In fact, that's what some people wanted him to do. But God thought, no, that's not going to work. I'll send God as a baby. And here we are, this Christmas season, as unlikely as the weather is outside, rejoicing in this midwinter time at the birth of Jesus. One modern songwriter said that he came in meekness and majesty, and he came as the servant king. He came in innocence, he came in humility, he came to identify with ordinary men and women such as you. And 2,000 years later, all across the world, people are still finding that the gift of the babe in Bethlehem has an amazing impact upon their journey. Every journey has three essential elements, a start. And Jesus' start, of course, began in the inauspicious surrounds of a stable. And then it has a course or a route. And it says of Jesus 
that he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. There was a process in life even for our lords. And then every journey has an end. And in John's gospel, when Jesus hung upon the cross, literally it's defined as this. He cried out, finished. The crib and the cross are inextricably linked. As Christian reminded us in the prayer time, of course, our Savior rose again the third day, which uniquely sets apart the Christian faith as we serve our living Lord. That's why we worship this morning. And as we draw this message to a close this morning, the challenge goes back to each of us. Three elements of the journey as we respond in our hearts to Jesus saying, follow me. Number one, a commencement. The journey of knowing, loving and growing in God's love and purpose over our lives. We say it respectfully and carefully, friends, but as Christian believers, we only believe that we find the true purpose of our journey out of a relationship with a living God who's got a destiny that sits over every one of our lives. It's a recognition that trying to do it in our own strength doesn't work. That we need the rescue plan to come to us, however good or bad we may feel we are. And that we turn to him, another Bible word, repentance. Turning from one direction and going in another. I wonder if you've made the commencement of that journey. There's an invitation in a few moments to do just that. And then there's a continuance If any of you have traveled, you know that sometimes travel doesn't always go as you planned. You've been stuck in that airport because the plane didn't take off at the appropriate time. You've chased through Charlotte Airport in July with Terry hanging onto our coattails. Desperate to get the flight to where we want to get to because the plane arrived late. And of course we were totally calm in all of that and never got stressed or pumped at any moment. Of course, life's exactly the same. We have people in our church this year that are committed Christian believers that have had to navigate difficult parts of their journey. It may be as you've arrived this morning and was invited into that worship and prayer time, you sit exactly where Christian defined us. And you're thinking, well, I couldn't possibly commit to this, but here's the truth. The journey may not always be easy, But God will always be with us. And thirdly, there's a conclusion. Whether we like to push it away, never talk about it, the reality is that our life one day will come to an end. And we need to be ready to meet our creator God. There are two men in the Bible, both called Saul, although one of them was renamed Paul. But let me use them as Saul for the interest of the illustration this morning. One was found in the Old Testament He reflected on his journey and he says, I have played the fool and erred exceedingly. The other Saul, who became Paul, reflected on his journey and said, I've finished the course. God's got a course for you. God's got a plan for your life. God's got an amazing destiny. And he longs for you to begin the journey of discovering all that he's got for you. The people of Arena Church will know that I come from incredible ordinariness. But there was a day in my life where I said, Jesus, I hear you saying, follow me. I'm going to respond. 
I don't know where the journey's going to take me. I realize that sometimes it's not going to be easy. But I know that you'll always be with me. And I want to get to that closing day, whenever that is, to echo the words of Paul and say, I finished the course. So God's successful journey in Christ is what we celebrate in this Christmas season. And it all started on the earth with him coming as a babe. Isn't that amazing? God so wanting to identify with ordinary men and women and boys and girls. You know what? I'll make it easy. I'll come as a baby. And as we think about that today, maybe it will bring us to a place of pause, of pondering, and even a response to the invitation that begins with an expression of faith to say, look, God, I've got many doubts, many fears, many questions, but I want to commence the journey of following you, knowing that as you continue in that journey, the Lord will always be with you. And so whenever the end comes, you can look back with gratitude that you've run the course that he mapped out for you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, young people, there is no journey like that. As we often sing in Arena Church, we've decided to follow Jesus. There's no turning back.